Hello and welcome to Ride Home Review. I'm Oliver. And I'm Susan. And today we saw, or really today you saw, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child Parts 1 and 2. Yep, we separated due to artistic differences. And again, by today I do mean about four days ago because we are playing catch up. Yeah. Uh, Harry Potter and the per Cursed Child Parts 1 and 2. Now, of course, we have both seen this. Yes. We saw it in Melbourne um, and I saw it again in New York City. What I found interesting in this performance was that it was kind of identical except it wasn't. And I know that sounds like absolutely counterintuitive. Yes. But the characters, the imaging and obviously the script were identical. It had that same choreographed look, although it was a, a play. It mm -hmm. had the same magical touches where a lot of it in its own way is actually quite pedestrian in the way it's imagined in hunks until it isn't. So they have saved their magic and their budget and their bangs to make really, really big impact. Look, the budget for this show is not small. No, it's and huge. I didn't see this New York production, but I have seen it in Melbourne and it's a huge budget. Yeah, but it's not all bangs and whistles. So where you would think that you might have an extraordinary effect with the sorting hat. You don't. It's a man holding a hat. And that's quite close to the beginning. So you're sort of thinking, really? This is the uh, production that everybody is raving about? This is what you've got for us? And it, then, whoa! It slowly builds and builds and builds and uses the tricks to support what is I think a very strong narrative. Yeah, it's an incredibly strong narrative. And what I found more on the second viewing was that rather than watching to see what theatrical magic, magic was going to come next and what tricks they're going to use to lure me in, because I had a sense of what that world was going to look like, I was actually able to concentrate more on the story and the acting, even though I've read the script. And it actually showed me what a phenomenally good work this is. It is a good work, and there's been a lot of debate amongst Potter fans and theatre fans alike about this work. And I've always defended. I think it is a strong work that gets the characters of Harry Potter right. What it shows is a real vulnerability in Harry. Now, some people have said that that vulnerability equals cruelty. If you read this play, and you know, I think the only way you can possibly read this play is this is a bloke that was brought up really with no family, no role models, this kind of greatness forced upon him without any real sense of what that was. And now as an adult, he's trying to figure out the lessons that he should have learnt as a child. And in a way, his son is a little bit collateral damage in that. And that's tragic. And so it's a story about witches and wizards, but it's also a story about humanity. It's human, it's Hamlet, it's, yeah, it's fathers and sons, it's a tale as old as time. It is, and um, I think that there was someone sitting around me who, at intermission in one of the parts, sort of said, can you, to his mate, can you catch me up on this? It does exist very much in Harry Potter land. But with a small amount of catch-up, I think you could get it. But obviously you're going to be so much more invested in it if you're Potter freaks like us. I enjoyed it as much, if not more, 
the second time around and that is not to say that the New York production is better than the Melbourne production, just that I was better prepared. And also, if not for time and budget, I would have seen it again. It, it's got nothing to do with... No, 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 just circumstances and uh, number of days and, as I said, artistic differences. I, I gave it a HD the first time and I give it a HD yet again. That's very exciting. We will be back soon to continue our catch-up. Yep.